Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. story. So Dwight, I'm thinking, why don't we give our listeners a story idea for tonight? Do you have one? Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking, and in, in, again, October being uh, Halloween month, I'm thinking in terms of the old trope, which I see a couple times, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. You could do this thing where you have a a town, players come into town, and things are a little off. And you can start with just things like, the fashion seems pretty old. Okay. And as they start to talk, you can have some of them start to roll rolls around knowledges, like knowledge local, for instance. And they can find out that this isn't, there's a lot of weird ways these guys are talking. They're still speaking common, but the common is accented older. and older. And then um, you start just laying out a trail of uh, breadcrumbs of clues that eventually they start seeing everything's older, nothing's really newer, but there are a handful of people that are newer. Mm -hmm. And then what you start to do is you start to unravel and tell a story um, where you have a um, – maybe you start telling a story about a mad wizard who – was able to create an artifact, and mm -hmm. he's going to turn it on tonight. And the players have stumbled into him turning it on tonight. And you can then create a quick cast of, I would say, maybe 15 NPCs, 15 maybe too much, maybe 10. Mm -hmm. And um, I would say at least five of those would be major power players in the city. Okay, And then the other five would be people that, like, they would normally talk to. So, you know, the tavern owner, or tavern, or the barmaid, or something, you know, some people normally, just commoners that they would talk to, not real political power people. And obviously, you're going to have the wizard there, too. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I would create this thing where the relic he created is, is, is brand new. Like, there's no, there's no knowledge you could really roll on it without studying it. To see what it is, it's not yeah. like a normal. It's not in the DMG. It's one of those created yeah. things you can. Your make. players have no idea what it is Absolutely. until tonight. Till tonight, and but as they start going along, maybe they can start to figure out like, wait, that guy speaks maybe from like twenty years ago, mm -hmm. but the whole town speaking from maybe two or three hundred years ago. Like their dialects, two to three hundred years old. Their fashions is is that old. They're, you can keep kind of working this in. The building architecture is actually pretty old. They're not using certain styles that you would consider to be common to allow them to build. Like so, like you could argue, like let's say that there's no there's no home over four hundred four stories because they don't have the architectural wherewithal to build it that big mm -hmm. because that didn't happen until 150 years ago. How would you know that? That weird knowledge architecture skill that no one ever picks up would tell you that. Um, you know, so if someone did pick it up, hey, great. Uh, or they could roll a straight knowledge, like a, you know, a wizard might be able to roll a straight knowledge. and But it would be severe penalties to pick that up. If it's, if it's in a dwarven village, a lot of that, dwar that natural racial bonus that the dwarves never, ever use to be useful right, for, for once. for stonework. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, and it would be stone to go that high. To get above four stories, mm -hmm. it'd have to be. I mean, and you can just look at the building from uh, Europe, right? We could only go so, like, when we get to the four-story in churches, we had to do the flying buttresses because the walls would explode. Mm -hmm. So they had to have these stone archways from the outside pushing in to keep the roof from exploding out the walls. And that's sort of the same thing you have there, too, happening. 
And so what you end up doing though is the story is as soon as the the guy turns on the the artifact, the town is stuck and then goes into a loop, and the town disappears. Mm. And you can do this really nasty if you want. You could literally have the town disappear, and it only shows up every 20 years. And so since the players didn't fix the issue, they come back 20 years later. And you could actually have a really fun time of, like, fast-forwarding your entire campaign 20 years in the future where they didn't kill the big bad, and the forces of evil were encroaching on the forces of good, and there was no one there to stand in the gap. And 20 years later goes by, and now they come back into a world that's even more chaotic and mayhem than they left. Or you could be nice about it. And you could have them be able to piece together certain clues and stuff to realize, wait a minute, this whole place feels trapped in time, da-da-da-da-da. And if they try to leave, they're unable to leave. Like there's this, Because what had happened is the town is already in this phased state where they're no longer in a real dimension anymore. Mm-hmm. They can see the real dimension, but no one can see them anymore. And so... The he's starting to kick his experiments up, and that gives them the ability to go, oh, wait a minute. So then they got to go in and, I mean, yeah, you could do the fighting thing, but you could do the persuasion thing, too, of they have to persuade certain people to get them into the Mad Wizard's Keep because mm-hmm. fighting won't get you there, right? The, the the Mad Wizard's Keep has no door. It has no windows. It You have to figure out how to get in, which would be talking to people that know how to get in. Mm-hmm. So that's why you want like that cast of maybe six powerful people in the, and then each of those six have a different key. Maybe mm-hmm. you need three keys in order to get in. And so in each one has a different type of skill or side quest or something that can be done in the town in the day, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe you give them, um, I mean, like our last podcast was timelines. Maybe you give them a certain amount of days they figure out they have certain, you know, they, well, it's not, they have to figure it out. They're even told, mm-hmm. oh, in three days time, let's say the wizard's going to turn on the stuff. Well, as he's tweaking it, he's already altering your reality and he's already time looped himself, but he doesn't realize it. Mm-hmm. And so you, your players have to figure out what they can do in the next three days to get basically into the wizard's keep and convince slash kill or destroy the relic, Right. Mm-hmm. so that they can end this time loop. Now, in so doing, when they end the time loop, all those people, you know, you can roll two ways. You could do the truly horrific October thing, and when they come out, they all age. Mm-hmm. And so most of the town dies. Yeah, because you kind of have to deal with, you have a town from 200 years ago yep. coming to modern-ish day or further. What's going to happen to those people? Right, exactly. What's the consequences for you acting? Exactly. And then other podcasts we had about psychological horror and psychological choices of horror. This is an example of a psychological choice of horror. You're trapped now. You walked into the trap. The trap is sprung. You can't leave. You have a choice. You can just choose to live out. And here shortly you can you can also rule as the day goes on. Like you guys are starting to get assimilated a little bit more mm-hmm. like you could just as a dm you could easily just say oh well that's so and so you helped birth their baby what you distinctly remember helping to be you were distinctly there at this at the side of her bed the longer 
the longer you're there, the more you're getting in- assimilated into that time frame, into that world. Exactly. That doesn't actually exist. Yeah, it's yeah. That's the point. That's the problem with this relic he created. It didn't go well. It was a cursed item, and it went sideways. Well, as such, it just traps that little town in space and time, and anybody that gets sucked into it now starts becoming incorporated into it two hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. And the more and more they're there, the the literally they have zero effect. So since you're brand new, you might have one shot at this mm-hmm. to break it. But in breaking it, you might kill everybody. And you could literally leave that as a choice where as the game master, you know, if they go, what what can we do? And you're like, well, you could either choose to, you know, be the guy who birthed, you know, the barmaid's baby six years ago and always be that guy. And we'll roll up new characters next week. Or you can choose to... Uh, get rid of the thing that the wizard's creating or the wizard himself before he can activate it. And then if they go, what what will happen? Well, you can say, well, you're not 100% sure. Make them do some rolls. And literally, if they roll even at the 15th level, you just tell them, well, you're pretty sure that what will happen is time will rectify itself on these people, on this town, on these buildings. And basically, there'll be however many hundreds of years of time has passed literally enacted on this place within probably, you know, a couple minutes after you guys come back. Mm-hmm. And so basically you're sentencing the entire town to death or you're sentencing yourselves to basically become so part of the story that you have to roll up new characters because there's no point in playing this story. Yeah. It's the same story over and over and over again. And that would be the game I would suggest you could run tonight. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to skullrpg.com.